thanks for joining me for the eighth installment of the Mind Podcast, Mental Health in a New Direction. And today we are joined by Davey and Rob from the Legacy Partnership. So I'm going to hand over to Davey now and he's going to tell me a little bit about him and his journey. And then we're going to hand over to Rob. So if you wouldn't mind starting for me, Davey. Yeah, thanks. Firstly, thanks so much for having us. It's a pleasure to be on with you. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we both have kind of some, some uh, interesting mental health stories, but yeah, I'm Davey Hoops and I'm the uh, Managing Director of the Legacy Partnership. And I have this long-standing history with mental health issues, with mindset challenges. Um, I basically had a, a full mental breakdown back in 2017. It led to me being clinically diagnosed with depression, um, which in turn led me to morbid obesity and redundancy. Um, and, and then I managed to kind of work through those challenges, learn about mindset, and that is kind of where, where I am today. So, so yeah, definitely kind of a background in uh, all things mindset, mental health, and all the challenges that uh, kind of go with all of that as well. That's fantastic, David. And I mean, I'm going to dig a little deeper into your story further through the podcast. Um, but we're going to hand over to Rob, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself for me, Rob. Yeah, go for it. So, all right, guys. Yes, yeah, so I'm Rob. Again, I'm one of the managing directors of the Legacy Partnership um, and a, well, class as a coaching master. Um, so my sort of background with mental health and things is a little bit different to Davies. And again, we, you know, I'm sure we're going to delve deeper into them both uh, in a bit. But mine came from after my dad passed um, and actually would have been his birthday today. So happy birthday to him. Birthday. Um, so, yeah, so that's when but I had done the typical blokey kind of thing of that there's nothing wrong I kind of acted as if he didn't even exist um, and it wasn't until later on in my journey when I was actually going through my own kind of coaching journey and things like that um, and looking back over things and realised actually no I've been suffering with depression and, and stuff as well um, and then also just throughout my journey which I'm sure we'll delve into I've worked with people with mental health issues from the sporting background so um, I was originally a personal trainer for over sort of 17 years sports therapist um, and kind of fell into working with people around uh, that kind of background around sort of depression, anxiety and so on. And then also with the mindset stuff, um, working with athletes and things on their mindset and a lot of sort of fighters and tie boxers and stuff like that with it. So, yes, yeah, so that's kind of my background in a nutshell. Brilliant, <laughs> Rob. Um, and just to give the podcast a little bit of context here, are you do you both know each other from childhood or did you sort of just cross paths during your journeys with mental health or talk, tell me a little bit about that. I'm really intrigued. I'm really interested. Yeah, it's a, it's a good story actually. So, uh, well, Rob, you're probably better place to, to tell it really. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll go for it. So this will, this kind of leads actually into my, uh, a little bit into my background with, um, uh, with my dad dying. So, uh, it comes from that. So we might, we'll delve into it. We'll delve into it. So, um, one of the techniques that we use quite a lot, I've actually just done a, done a big post about this one is, uh, something we always talk about Dave, I love is a thing called uh, reframing where you, we have sort of an event that happens. Um, you can't change the event, but we can change the meaning and the context and so on. So for me, uh, when my dad died, part of my sort of reframing of it was to uh, to be grateful for um, some things that he, with his passing actually led me to where I am today. And this is where we kind of get into the Davy bit as well. So for him him passing, obviously we've got left some money. I had a little chat with him before, before he passed and he said, obviously do something sensible with it and do something you've always wanted to do. So I ended up going traveling, um, went to Australia, Thailand, because I was a Thai boxer. So that was a big part of sort of my life and things. And then I met who is now my wife. 
um, from traveling. So a big part of what I always say for my dad is I'm grateful for, you know, obviously what happened, it led me down that path to meeting her. And then she actually went to school with Davey and we moved up to the Northeast. So she's a, she's a Geordie. Yeah. So we ended up moving up here um, sort of a year and a bit ago now. And she said to me, you know, when I was looking for some work and to, uh, to start up my business up here, because I had one down in Essex and she was like, go and, why don't you have a look at David that like, you'll like what he's doing so as I'm looking at his socials it's very similar to the sort of things that I I sort of do and the way I think and the kind of people I want to work with and that kind of journey so I ended up meeting up with David so I did some work out of his gym then um, I'm sure he'll go into a little bit about Gary V and our little love for people like that um, and we just kind of realized that we were both on the same path we both were in the coaching kind of moving into that coaching sort of world from the, the fitness side of things and the mental health and yes yeah, so I ended up meeting him meeting him that way and then we decided to bring it together and make the legacy partnerships. So. Fantastic. And uh, do you have anything to add there Davey from your perspective um, how you first met and how that all came about? at a time in your life when you were obviously running your own gym and, and doing particular yeah. things in your own life, was it a welcome sort of addition where you were sort of struggling with a few things that you couldn't really find the answers to and Rob was like a breath of fresh air almost? Oh, I wouldn't give him that much credit. <laughs> 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 but no, no, definitely. I think, um, you know, we, we um, believe or, or have thoughts around kind of the law of attraction and, um, you know, have, have if you think about things, they, they tend to happen sort of thing. And, um, you know, weeks before Rob kind of moved up to the area, you know, I was really getting invested into learning about coaching and wanting to start to go down that route. And when Rob kind of came, came through the door to look, basically came to look at um, kind of the sports therapy room I had for rent in my gym. Um, and in that, in that room, when I was showing them around, was this big uh, kind of Gary V poster, um, Gary Vaynerchuk poster, who Rob and I are big fans of. And uh, kind of as we were walking into that room, I think Rob mentioned something about, oh, I love Gary Vaynerchuk. And I was like, oh, I love Gary Vaynerchuk. And as we went into this room, I happened to have like a poster on the wall. And we kind of just from that moment clicked. And um, Rob was starting a course to become a master coach. Uh, and it all just kind of fell into place from there. Really, we both had this kind of love for, for helping people um, and specifically kind of men with mindset issues. And that's where the, the legacy partnership kind of formed. And um, yeah, we've not kind of looked back since. It almost reminds me of that scene from Step Brothers. Do you know where they finally realized that they've just became best friends? Brilliant, brilliant. Well, that's that's really great. And I mean, obviously it's it's got you to where you are here today, um, running a successful business um and taking it further. Um obviously yeah. there has been some challenges and setbacks through COVID, but it's also been a real eye-opener because it's allowed us to step back and really think, hone in on, on particular services and give us the time to finally tune them um, and to adapt. That's that's probably the main thing I've taken away from this whole pandemic epidemic is uh, the ability to have some time to adapt and, and rejig things and, and rethink things like you had mentioned earlier, Rob. Um, that's, that's sort of what, what you have to do. We get so consumed in being so busy at times when the, the world's going at 100 miles an hour. It's sometimes nice to have a step back and go, okay, do you know what? I'm going to give myself a bit of time here. Yeah, definitely. I think it's, um, especially with what's going on, like you said, you know, having that step back is so important. Uh, and there's a thing I always keep saying to people, you know, you've got this, yes, okay, what's going on? You know, it's horrible. You know, no, no one wanted it to happen, but 
there's also some good that's going on in it because like you said it's made people realize that things like their mental health their mindset their wellness their health is so important and it plays such a big factor and now we've got this time to actually sit back and um, look at ourselves and see right where do i need to work on like how's my how's my mental health been through what's going on like what can i do to help this and work on and then move on in the future so when things do come back to some kind of normality don't forget about it you know keep pushing that keep working on yourself and keep improving um so yeah it's definitely kind of been a big eye opener i think for people yeah definitely 100 percent um so davy we're going to strip the two of you's back slightly um and we're going to delve a little deeper into your own personal stories um so davy if you wouldn't mind getting us started and sort of just telling us what what when was the changing point in your life what was that trigger what happened to to set those wheels in motion for you in your journey with mental health yeah, for sure, for sure. So, so my story basically starts in 2017. So I'd, I'd worked for a long time to get a certain job. So it was a, a lecturing job at university. And that, that was kind of my dream job. Um, but after kind of a year, the university restructured and I was made redundant. Um, so after working all, all this time to get this job, get it and then lose it, it was kind of like this this crushing blow. Um, and that essentially sent me into this, this spiral of self-destruction. So from the summer of 2017, um, I put on 70 pounds of body fat, uh, so five stone of body fat. Um, I was clinically diagnosed with depression, so I was medicated. Um, and I essentially didn't leave the house for five or six months where you know I was, I was low, I couldn't get out of bed. Um, takeaways every day, sometimes multiple times a day, um, drinking too much alcohol, um, never going out, never uh, seeing friends, just not having the confidence almost to do those things anymore. My my purpose to get up in the morning was uh, was just gone. And, you know, people who knew me before that were very kind of surprised and kind of um, raised their eyebrows about, you know, what, what had actually happened to me. Uh, so I was very much kind of a get up and go kind of person, like to get up early, get shit done. Um, and, and it all came to a head at Christmas 2017. So about six months after my, my kind of breakdown, if you like. And we were sitting around um, passing Christmas presents, as you do, just, you know, with, with family. And I got given um, the biggest T-shirt I've ever seen in my life from my mother-in-law and um, you know, it was appropriate. I was morbidly obese, I was huge. Um, and I got this t-shirt, it was something like a triple XL and XL with three X's, whatever size that is. And I held this t-shirt up and said, you know, very like, thank, you know, thanks, nice t-shirt. But in my head, I was like, you know, I'm never gonna wear this t-shirt. Like, that's it. That was my moment almost where I, uh, I kind of thought, you know what, I'm gonna make a, a change here. Yeah, I can't live like this. And, you know, the, the funny part of this story, which I know Rob always loves, is that 10 minutes later, we were sitting around the Christmas dinner table having dinner. And uh, I was wearing a shirt that was so tight. It was essentially about to pop open. And I was worried that the buttons were going to hit my father-in-law in the face and uh, you'd go and eat it and choke or whatever. So I ended up having to go and put that T-shirt on. Uh, so I had to have Christmas dinner with this big, massive T-shirt on. And uh, yeah, it was just kind of an awful feeling. But also it was kind of that, that moment where I thought, you know what, um, I've, I've got a lot of things I can actually be grateful for. Um, you know, I, I, 
got my wife, I've got a dog, got a cat that I love. Um, and from from kind of that that new year in 2018, um, you know, I started to make some some positive changes. I, I reframed how I looked at everything. So instead of looking at my my morbid obesity as you know, I'm, I feel awful, I'm embarrassed. It was actually, you know what, I've got an opportunity here to cut away the fat, the shape, the body that I'm really proud of. I looked at my, my mental health as an opportunity to kind of really find fulfillment and happiness again. Um, and I did that through kind of gratitude, being grateful for, for what I had, my, my wife, um, who kind of put up, put up with a lot, my dog, cat. Um, and the last bit, the redundancy was, you know, I've got an opportunity to, to do something I've always wanted to do, which was start my own business, which led me down the route to meeting Rob. So, um, you know, I, that's that's how the next kind of five or six months played. I lost the 70 pounds that I put on. I came, I, I managed to kind of come off medication because I found this new mindset around gratitude and being grateful for what I have. Um, and uh, yeah, and I, as I said, the business or legacy partnership kind of kicked off from that, that kind of summer. And, uh, and now, you know, here we are and, and that purpose that I was missing, which was kind of stolen from me uh, by the redundancy is, is now that, you know, my, my purpose on this earth is to help as many men as possible in a similar situation as me as possible, you know, make that change as well. So, you know, couldn't, couldn't inflict it um, in, a, in a bigger way, really. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's about, about my story at the minute. That's fantastic, Davey. Just a couple of questions from, from yeah, the story uh, that I took away. So tell me this, do you still have the t-shirt? Because I know a lot of people say that they still have it there to Great remind answer. them of how far that they've actually come. Um, it's almost like a trigger to go, you know. You, you Good know. question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't know if I have the t-shirt. I definitely have pictures, but it was kind, I kind of did... I, I piled all my XXL stuff in a suitcase and shipped it off. Yeah. It was kind of like I was closing the chapter. That's fair enough. Yeah. Um, and only looking forward. So, but no, yeah, totally. Uh, you know, yeah, it's just yeah. a few people I've spoke to have said that they, they sort of keep these things just to remind themselves of the journey yeah. they've been on and where, where they've come. But I suppose you can do the exact same thing like you're saying with that picture. Um, yeah. where you can still look at it and go, look where I have come I, from yeah. here to there. Um, just another thing as well, during your journey, Davey, um, what help and support did you get? Was it basically family members that were driving you to, to seek this help and support? Or how did you go about that? What, what were the changes that you put in place to try and get yourself out of that rut? Yeah, certainly. So so my, I did have um, an informal support network um, from friends and family, mainly family, to be honest. Um, my wife was very supportive uh, from, from the hours that we've always spoken really honestly and open, openly about kind of mental health and, and how we're, we're feeling and things like that, which, um, you know, is, is always a good, uh, good, good place to be in your relationship. And, you know, she, she noticed where, notices when I'm, I'm quite a bit, you know, in going into myself a little bit and will kind of drag me back out, which is, is good. So yeah, certainly an informal kind of support network from the family. In terms of other things that I, I try to do, it was mainly take, taking what action I could. So I wasn't in a place financially to um, kind of pay for the help I needed, um, but I was in a place, I had a lot of time. I didn't have a lot of money, but I had a lot of time because I was redundant. So I would spend hours searching for those those videos where you know you, you try and take a little nugget away, um, you know, listening to podcasts, reading books around, um, you know, mental health, um, mindset work, 
and and that's essentially how I spent kind of probably the last month or two, you know, when I'd, I'd, I'd made that change from being, um, I'm, I'm almost happy being unhappy to when I changed to, you know what, I need to make a change here. This is awful. Um, I spent so many hours watching, you know, Tony Robbins, Eric Thomas, Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, you know, all, all these mindset guys and thought, you know what, there's there's lots of tools and resources out there. Uh, you know, it's, it's up to me to now actually go practically make those changes. Because I, I mean, a big, a big passion of mine, um, a big thing I can rant about is when we take in all this information, but then actually don't execute on it or don't do anything about it. So I kind of wanted to put my money in, money where my mouth was and thought, you know what, I've got all this information now. I'm going to practically go and do it. And, you know, fortunately for me, or not, not so fortunate, it wasn't luck. It was just hard work that I put in and it paid off in the end. Well, that's fantastic, Davey. And uh, it's really great to see the journey that you have been on um, just from telling me that story and where you're at now. And the world is your oyster now moving forward <laughs> because, you know, it's it's only looking forward now to the future, yeah, really, sure. with what you you're, what you can do and, and what you will do. Um, so fantastic. So, Rob, I'm going to hand over to you to dig a little bit deeper into your story now um, and sort of if you could start from the as far back as you can remember, I know you had mentioned the passing of your father was probably that trigger. Um, was there any struggles before then, or was that basically it? Was that when things started to change for you? Um, oh, I haven't been asked that one. <laughs> struggles before. Uh, probably was like everyone has like the odd little things and that, but not particularly in with, I would say sort of mental health and stuff. I'm trying to think. So I'm sure there's some stories that cropped up recently. And one of these people was as, we're doing this as Davey knows um uh as when we first started I, I didn't like talking about things I was a typical that typical kind of stereotypical male like there's nothing wrong I'm not talking about it and he's kind of brought it brought it out of me and then obviously the more you talk about it the more sort of stories start popping up and you go oh yeah I forgot about that and brain kind of shut shut that one off um so you know so I'd say the, ma- the main thing was obviously obviously my dad dying um or passing and things so and it, but it wasn't until later on that I actually realized there was something kind of going on because I've, I've always been lucky. I've always um, had jobs that I've loved doing. I've always been passionate about sort of personal training, helping people, the sports therapy. Um, I had a Thai boxing gym, all those sort of things. So always been lucky that I've really enjoyed it, but it wasn't until uh, sort of a few years after his passing that I then started noticing I was sort of avoiding trying to go to work and things. I was avoiding see like going in and seeing clients that, you know now you know really good friends of mine and stuff that, um or even trying to go out with my own friends and stuff and i'll just end up coming a bit more of a of a hermit and just wanting to stay inside and uh you know cancelling clients and, and things and making up these stupid excuses but in my head i didn't see it as anything was going on i didn't kind of notice it myself because again it's that typical as ah, nothing i'm fine um like wife noticed things friends notice little bits and stuff but um when they when i talk about it to them now they'll sort of come out and go yeah yeah we knew we knew something was up um so they kind of just kept an eye in the background and then it wasn't until I was actually going through my own coaching journey and had my own coach and poor woman amazing coach but she went through hell and back with me trying to get me to talk about things and trying to like put it out because she said I'd, I'd she could see I'd be sort of sort of borderline saying something and then I'd say something completely different and she'd be like no come back to it let's dig into this let's keep digging into it um and then, yeah, it wasn't until I was sort of coaching her and she just turned around and went, you do know you're suffering 
with like depression and things like that you know you're, you're hiding away and it starts you just went through like the little ticking the boxes sort of thing and I was like oh yeah I like I was and I still like still was and it was still affecting me um even though I sort of moved up here and I was in my head like oh yeah new life you changing things around and that um it was still in the back of my mind these things of trying to avoid going into work and doing these little things that you love doing you just kind of shy away from them um so yeah so I'd say that was for me it was wasn't particularly when my dad passed it was kind of later on down the line but it was as if I didn't know it was happening because I was ignoring it all and yeah. just thinking that this is just normal life and maybe I'm just lazy and I don't want to <laughs> go in and do work and stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah. So that poor coach, she had to drag it out of me, but then that was the change. You know, once she, she done that, I sort of realized these things. Um, I was massively into mindset anyway um, and sort of own self-development and like, you know, like Davey said, just took some action and just worked it and worked on myself. Yeah. Obviously, you didn't realize at the start that there was anything different. You just sort of knew that maybe you weren't as motivated or you lacked maybe some confidence here and there and, and you didn't talk. But one thing I think in men in particular is they don't open up. And that this is one of the main problems surrounding mental health is they, they struggle in silence. Um, but like you were saying, Rob, sometimes they don't even know that, you know, they're blaming other people or they're doing things that, they, they know slightly different, but they don't question it in their own heads, but they cage everything up. And this is, this is part of the reason behind this podcast is because I've been in the exact same situation where for years and years, I lied to myself and I didn't open up. And I, I struggled during my university time with depression and anxiety. Um, and for years and years, I just blamed everyone else. And like you were saying, just wasn't motivated to do anything, you know, activities that would have been I would have been really passionate about just lost interest in them lost sight in them um and yeah for for a while I was stuck in a place where I didn't think that there was any way out of it but I just thought that was normal I just thought you know what's my life going to amount to it's probably going to amount to nothing but hey I'll just keep doing what I'm doing um and that took some time for me to try and work my way out of it and and try new things and do new things and start to open up to people and and be honest with myself but i think it's a real struggle in men is for men to open up and talk about their stories and their journeys and to admit to themselves that it's okay to feel the way that you do it's okay to be feeling slightly different about what you would normally feel in a sense um, and I think the important thing and the message to get out there to men is it's okay to talk. Um, you, it doesn't make you any less of a man. Um, it's okay to cry. It's okay to do all these things because at the end of the day, you are a human being. You don't need to live up to this persona. And that's one thing that I just want anyone that listens to my podcast, anyone that tunes into anything that I do to know that we need to move away from this persona of you know, this is what society expects us to be. Um, you know, I, I know uh, my granda and even passing on to my dad, they, they wouldn't talk about things. They wouldn't open up about things. And, and they had their own struggles throughout their life because obviously I'm sure you are both aware about the troubles here in Northern Ireland, but uh, probably a really heavy thing that none of us have ever experienced, but they went through it. And it was just natural for them not to open up and talk about things. And that's the generation thing. I have two young boys. I do not want them growing up in life thinking that they can't talk about their problems or they can't open up. So it's, it's about that change as well. It's about change makers. Um, and I think both you uh, and Davey are both change makers in a sense because you are out there and you're trying to give 
um, men in particular that uh, basically that lifeline to go, it's okay to talk and, you know, it's normal to talk and it will make your life 1000 times better just by talking about some of your issues and lessening that load. Would you agree with that point? Uh, sorry, I'm going to jump in. Yeah, a big thing for us is that we say that in order to move forward, you need to acknowledge where, where you are, where you've been. And, you know, in order to take action, you need to know what you're kind of taking action on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that, and that's, that's where my, my recovery started. That's where Rob's kind of recovery started when we, we both kind of thought, you know what, there, there is a problem. We need to do something about this problem and almost own it kind of, which removes that fear from it. Yeah. Um, you know, you can then start to move, move forward with it. So, so yeah, definitely on board with, with that. Absolutely. Rob, I don't know what you're thinking, mate. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just, again, like I said, it always reminds me of little stories of things as, as we're doing these talks, but you talk, um, yeah, talk about stigma and obviously your your grandpa, your dad and um, granddad and things, and it just reminded me of something that my mum told me about my dad, um, that my dad used to always say to her, because they wasn't together, they were separated, but he'd always say to her, why don't, why don't the boys talk to me or tell me that they love me like they do to you? And she used to always say to him, well, you don't do it to them. Yeah. and things because uh, there's a lot of stuff talking about you saying about problems and things there's a lot in the coaching world of issues I dealt with from when I was younger I've got loads around that around confidence and stuff that I've had to build up a lot on um, and my mum's convinced a lot of it came from my dad because of that whole he wouldn't talk to us or yeah. acknowledge anything that we we've sort of done as um, if we was doing anything it was kind of like you just kind of switch off and ignore it but it's that typical I'm a man we don't praise we don't do this we don't do that you just kind of go yeah well done mate it's, is beer uh, it's, that, it's that sort of thing yeah um so she has convinced a lot of the issues we kind of had as bit as younger and then taken into adulthood um to sort of stem from him and, and stuff like that but yeah it just reminded me of that but yeah it's such an important point you know what you're saying we've got to talk about it because even just talking about it is part of that journey and that's something that i found from from opening up and doing a lot more talking and um you know doing the, the post and the, the work that we're doing now it's, it's it's kind of therapeutic in its own way and actually it's had an effect on because a lot of my friends are very very stereotypical like men like builders and you know we all take you know like, like most do take the mick out of each other you don't you know you can't you, you sissy you can't do this you can't do that you know to say all those things that you shouldn't should be saying to each other um just because you're trying to hide any kind yeah, of emotion of around stuff but actually with me opening up to it more some of my friends have now started just out of nowhere i'd be seeing them or just chatting and they'll just drop something out of the out of the blue like oh, i'm feeling really bad i'm feeling quite depressed about saying and it's it's had that effect that they may never have actually said that to me before until yeah. I've now opened about up about it. Now they're opening up more about it, which is good. Even though they still go, oh, I feel like this, I feel rubbish, I feel really depressed. Oh, I shouldn't know, let's just forget about it. And then they ignore it yeah. and you're sort of like, no, no, come on, let's, yeah. let's talk about it now. So yeah, definitely been important point. No, that's it. And I, I think that's the importance of sharing your story, having been through it, is that there's people out there listening to this podcast. There's people out there who have listened to previous podcasts or are tuning into the likes of your Instagram pages. Um, see the work that you're doing and see that some of the stuff that you're sharing around your own journeys. Um, and they can really relate to that. And it's even if it, they ping you across a, a private message or they send you an email, they, they feel like they can connect because it's another human being that they can associate themselves with that 
they now feel that comfort in going, okay, now I'm prepared to tell a wee bit of my story. And that's vitally important because once you've got them telling just even such a small part, you can sort of wedge your foot through the door and find out a bit more from them. Um, and you, you build up that trust almost because they, they know you already. Um, and moving forward for them, it's going to be a lot easier talking to someone who's experienced some of the things that they are rather than going to their their parents or going to their wife or going to their partner or whatever going to anyone around them that they think doesn't understand because I suppose when you're going through those difficult times you really do think no one understands what you're going through that's that's part of the problem with it um, and it's it's about yeah it's about having people like yourselves um, like all the mental health advocates out there who are trying to sort of get their foot through the door and go look it's okay I've been through it you can talk this you know we're here um and i think that's vitally important as well um as well as all the likes of the charities um, and all the support that is available out there so just while i have you rob um one of the things that i've been trying in 2021 anyway just the tail end of 2020 to 2021 has really improved the likes of my morning and evening routines um, it's something that last year i, I basically didn't have in place because i was so busy uh, for that full year, it was like 110 miles an hour. Um, and I thought to myself, nah, hang on a second, I'm exhausted all the time. I, I don't I don't feel good. I'm probably not eating too healthily. Um, I need to try and make changes to ensure that my days are productive and my well-being's good um, and all these things. So what I started to implement was uh, a morning and evening routine in the sense that I'll get up early in the morning. I'll, you know, dedicate some time to myself. I journal, so I'll, I'll write down, you know, what I'm thankful for, all the sort of things that uh, get your day going and get you thinking and get the brain working. Um, and then my I'm ready for my day. And I, I, I feel as though, you know, I have a far more positive outlook, even just from having that change and having morning routine in place. What about yourselves? Starting with you, Rob, do you have a morning and evening routine or how do you go about your days? What's what time do you uh, get that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've got you've opened up a real big one. <laughs> we we love a morning routine and evening routine. Um, yeah, how long you got? <laughs> so my mind all depends on uh, again, you know, it. You know, what I always say to people: don't feel like you have to do the same thing every morning. You know, different mornings you can do different different things. So like today, actually, I didn't train today. Not I normally train in the mornings, um, but instead I done some visualization meditation, um, which kind of was in that little gap where I'd not normally train but yeah there's loads to it because there's a lot of uh, what people don't realize and this is a big part of what I get quite passionate about with people um is like there's so much you can do to change your life that has physical effects like it changes your neurology you know the chemicals in your body is all these different things I love all the science behind stuff um so I get yeah you've opened up a can of worms here <laughs> so I go, I go off on all that sort of stuff so my morning routine um there's a lot, I try to do a lot of things to get my brain in a creative state rather than a reactive state. So I don't know if you've heard about things like that. So like, um, I try and say to people, you know, don't look at your phone for the first yeah. hour because there's that whole thing of as soon as you start seeing these pings, these messages, vibrations on your phones, so I have my phone completely sort of off. Um, it automatically puts your brain in a reactive state. So for the rest of the day, you're now reacting to any situation or event that comes up rather than being creative, which is where we want to be. You know, we want to be more creative. And then you can add in things like, um, so I'll brush my teeth with my left hand. 
and stuff like that because again it gets the other side of your brain working so it starts you know building new neural pathways there's all these little things that you can do um already to start you off on that journey to get you set up for the rest of the day a uh, big one that i've implemented which i absolutely love i don't know if you're into neuroscience um, like yeah, neuroscience or things I, like that yeah i've definitely been doing a lot more investing okay yeah. over the last number of weeks yeah yeah so there's a guy everyone really good guy to listen to guys um a guy called andrew uh i always say his name wrong so i'm glad he's he doesn't know who i am um <laughs> it's huberman i think it is i always call it or huberman huberman or huberman but basically he does a lot of work around uh, like obviously neuroscientists around uh, the eyes and things like that but his big takeaway is go outside in the morning and get some sunlight as in like this as the sun's coming up because it shifts all the chemicals around and it starts that wake up process in your body and he's like it's one of the most important things because it just gets everything going gets your body woken up um it's all the blue lights and things like that which we tend to tell people to hide away from we need it in the morning and then in the evening it's the same thing go outside and just get 10 minutes of the sun coming down so i think it's the red and the greens and then it shifts the whole body around it starts naturally putting you into that kind of sleep state we're shutting off for the day um, and things like that yeah. um so yes there's loads loads of different things in morning routines one of the big things again for me is i like to achieve something in the morning um so whether it's something as small as making the bed doing the washing um i know davy does a lot of this as well you know setting up your workstation again you're because you've got that sense of achievement you're more likely then going to move for the rest of the day you're going to be ready to go and achieve some more and, and tackle some more and then obviously the things that like you've done like with your journaling and stuff like that that's all part of that kind of morning routine yeah. so i know i've kind of digressed a little bit there but i get excited no, about good. these sort of things so yeah, you know, you know that- <laughs> The only comment I have, Rob, about your, you know, the uh, you going outside when the daylight and the sun. Like there's, there's not really, there's no sun where we are. Yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah, we moved to the, I've moved to the northeast. There's no sun up there. There's, 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 there's nothing. Here. <laughs> <laughs> it makes for nice picturesque. Though, so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, David, if you wouldn't mind telling me a wee bit about, you know, some of the things that you do in the morning or evening, um, and yeah, just just so the listeners can and tune in and, and listen to some yeah. things that they could maybe pick up on. Yeah, definitely. So, so I'm very much a, an early riser. Um, so I, I really like to get up really early. So I'm normally up at kind of 4am. Um, but it's not, I'm not one of those people who says, you know, we've got to get up at 4am. You know, it's, it's what you do when you're up that's important. It doesn't matter, you know, when you get up, it's, it's how productive you are when you're up. But for me, that's 4am. And it, it makes me feel like, you know, I've, I've got kind of um, you know, I'm, I've got a step on my, my competition almost. Um, so yeah, get out of bed at 4am, phone or alarm clock always outside of the bedroom. So it drags me out of bed to turn yeah. that alarm clock off. Uh, I'm normally then pounced on by my big gym shepherd. Um, just who says morning is it time to go out. Um, but uh, yes, then I straight in kind of the bathroom, uh, wash my face, drink a liter of water, um, you know, s- s- straight away as soon as I get up. Um, I've, Rob mentioned uh, that it's meant to be room temperature water. It's still not room temperature water. I still drink cold water. Um, but it gets gets the organs moving and things. I'm then downstairs and I normally actually journal at that point. Um, just to, again, some of yourself, just get kind of that, that mindset going, start to kind of really be 
aware of where I am, what I want to achieve that day. And then my routine kind of takes a bit of a back flip from, from normal. So I don't exercise then. I would normally do kind of an hour or two of work then. Um, so Rob quite often will get like texts at like four, half four, five in the morning for ready for him to wake up to. And then I, I normally train or, or go for a run or walk with the dog um, and for, for an hour or so say, you know, if I've been up before, maybe that's at six or seven. Um, and it's at that point that I do my main kind of meditation work. So I don't know if I, I necessarily would ever sit in a room and close my eyes and meditate the traditional way. But what I do do when I'm walking Luna, which is my, my, my wolf, is really be present with her and really appreciate how the the kind of at the minute the frost's feeling when I'm crunching into it um, the the wind or the rare rarity of the sun on your skin um, you know and just try and really allow myself to spend that quality time with her um, you know really enjoy feeling you know being outside getting a sweat on um, because I know that you know once I get back and I've I've showered and I'm back at the desk grinding that it is kind of back to 100 miles an hour again so you know really really kind of anchoring my day during that walk with you know i'm grateful for this you know i'm really enjoying this but you know that that almost gives me permission when i get back to go right you know i'm committing to my work now and it's it's time to kind of really yes i'm grateful for all of that but to keep that i need to move forward um, and then it's it's kind of grinding and, and uh, you know getting that that work in. So so yeah, a little bit of structure. Um, and then at night times, it's it's almost kind of a, the reverse of that. So um, I like I the reason I get up early is because I like to switch off early. So you know I, I would rather get up at four than work till eleven, for yeah, example, at night. Um, so I kind of switch off early-ish, kind of five six-ish. Um, and then kind of it's it's family time being present with my wife when she gets back from work, uh, cook a meal together. And then it's kind of doing doing whatever, probably watching a bit too much TV at the moment. That probably one thing I'd change, read a bit more at the evening, maybe. Um, and then, yeah, no, no phone stuff. So I, I very rarely kind of post late at night or text late at night. It's kind of when the workday is done, it's kind of put to the side a little bit. So, so I can be present. So, and yeah, and that's, that kind of works, works for me. No, that's awesome. Um, and there's, there's a few things that I'm still trying to finally tune at the minute. I, because my background used to be in hospitality and then I moved into events, it was all late nights. Do you know what I mean? I'm Mm. so used to working really late and getting up a wee bit later, but now I've had to reshift everything. Um, and it's now it's it's a bit of a shock. I'm still really sort of struggling to get up really really early, um, in the sense that that's that's my drive. I do want to get up early and have a full day. And like you were saying, switch off in the evenings, family time. Mm. We have been cooking meals together, um, and I've been doing a lot more reading. But it's it's just it's 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 a gradual thing, and it will come with yeah. time. It's not going to happen overnight, but I'm going to keep working at it. Um, so. I want to find out from both of you uh, what your future ambitions are, um, your goals uh, as individuals, but with your business as well. So anyone can take the lead here. You can work away. Rob, why don't you go Legacy Partnership and then I can talk about the Become a Wolf. Yeah, go for it. So Legacy Partnership wise, so we'll go, we'll go to the business goals first is uh, we'd like to do some more talking. So we, we got just before sort of, the pandemic and everything hit in we was lucky enough to be invited to be um keynote speakers 
And that was our first actual real kind of like keynote speaking, actually getting up on stage and, and kind of talking in front of people. And as scary as it was, we both come away from it just going absolutely just loving it. Just mm. love what, you know, the whole thing about it, even the nerves and stuff like that. When you thought back to it, you thought like, actually it was quite nice. It was more excitement than sort of anything. So I think we'd like to do more, more sort of along those sort of lines, really. Get and, and obviously, when we can, actually, hopefully, maybe do a bit of travelling with it as well. You know, just do a lot more speaking, a lot more talking out around around um, with the legacy work. And uh, again, you know, we've done a lot of work with the mindset stuff. We've got um, an event at the end of the month that we've got coming on, which is all about building resilience. Um, as well which is one of a lot of the talks we do around and we've done some more um sort of free workshops and things like that and then sort of our mastermind kind of event as well which davy i'm sure will delve into a little bit um because that's more of the become the wolf side of it yeah. so i think with the legacy stuff yeah it's more about just growing um like together as a company and doing some more of these kind of big talks and things they're the things that kind of really get us kind of excited and, and stuff like that fantastic no that's brilliant and we'll get you over to belfast as well once the the time's right to do so oh, I'd love um, to. and you can come over here there's there's plenty of opportunity uh, moving forward um, and even from connecting with people like yourselves they're that collaboration thing I think is vital. I know obviously there's people out there, competitors, all the rest of it, but there's still a lot of people out there who just want to support each other. And everyone is on a journey to become the best in themselves, but also, you know, support their families, enjoy themselves and make some money for themselves too. Um, and I think that that's one thing that I'm striving for, especially in 2021 is to move away from that, uh, perception in your head where you always have to beat people you always have to be better than people is now hold on a second we're all creative thinkers why don't we work together why don't we try and work together so that everyone is reaping the rewards and um, everyone's succeeding everyone's pushing forward to where that they want to go and where they need to be um, and i think that's vitally important to to sort of get that message across so yeah if the when the time's right we'll get you across here yeah definitely uh, there's going to be i would say uh, excess of events once we're sort of moving out of this um, yeah, cool. and the place will just go crazy but yeah no for sure that'll be a wee trip for you um, so Davey over to you if you want to talk more in depth about becoming the wolf yeah yeah so so part of the legacy partnership was this this movement we Rob and I created called become the wolf and it, it came about um, I mean I don't, I don't know if you, you've heard of the phrase around depression that you're when you when you're depressed you're visited by the black dog i don't know if you've you've come across that but um i uh, yeah I, I i i hadn't really either and um i got told that oh you know if you're depressed you've been visited by the black dog and i was like, all right okay that, and it turns out it's quite a well-known kind of saying and um funny enough prior to that i actually got a black dog um physically uh, got luna my, my black german shepherd uh, total coincidence and um what I, what my wife and i find is that when we walk luna the little kids who are with maybe the parents kind of point at her and say like oh is that is that a wolf and uh, you know we've heard this a few times and um i was walking luna and it was kind of a selfie mode. I was in selfie mode and, and she came sprinting past. I just had this realization that, you know, could we reframe being visited by the black dog as a negative? Could we reframe that into, you know what? Yes, I've been visited by the black dog, but I'm, I'm emerging as this, this wolf, um, you know, and really making it a powerful, positive thing. Um, so we created this kind of becoming the wolf 
kind of movement, which is currently kind of in, in a couple of formats. So we've got um, a mastermind, which is a, an eight week online course where kind of men come learn about kind of mindset work and kind of leave after becoming the wolf. That's how kind of how we kind of call this transformational process. Um, and we, as Rob mentioned, we also kind of are going to have these kind of monthly or bi-monthly um, kind of workshops that we do. And, um, you know, yeah, hopefully 20, maybe later in 2021, 22, we could bring a, bring becoming the wolf over to, to uh, Northern Ireland for sure. Of course, yeah, no, we'll make it happen for sure. Um, no, that's fantastic. And, you know, you learn something new every day. That's <laughs> one, one of the great things about doing these podcasts is I pick up so much information from people. And then I actually go, do you know what? I'm going to try this or I'm going to look a wee bit more into it. I love learning. I love reading. Yeah. I love you know, finding out new stuff and, and one, I'm a, I'm a social animal. So I love meeting new people. That's one of the key nice. things. Um, so what I'm going to ask you now is, is probably going to throw you off ever so slightly, but I, here, that's what we're here for. Ask Rob first. I knew he was going to say that. Have you ever dug into, obviously I would read quite a lot into the likes of Simon Sinek and, and people like that. Um, and obviously around your why, um, you know, what, have you ever explored that? Have you ever looked into your why, Rob? Why, yes. Um, <laughs> God, you're throwing me off a little bit. Me, um, can, I go, can I go first? I've got yeah. mine. Go for it. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, so so my, it's actually like, it, it happened a few, my why goes back a, a year or two now, but the, my, my kind of why around developing my mental health, developing my mindset, but also developing my, my business or our business um, yeah, and I was I was lying on my uh, staircase. Don't ask. And uh, I was I was kind of I was doing some work. It was a sunny day in the summer, and door was open. Dog and cat were walking about, and I was doing a. It sounds like all I do is do these selfie videos. I promise <laughs> I do a lot more. But I was doing I was doing like talking to the camera about you know why I started this kind of journey, and during that minute video. Luna, my dog, came and lay on one side. Arwen, my cat, came and sat on me. And I just had this kind of moment of realisation of, you know, being so kind of grateful for them, for my wife. And, you know, whenever I'm, I'm struggling, when I, I want to reach for the alcohol, order that takeaway, have a morning off work, not work on myself... You know, I always bring it back to, you know, why, why did I start this in the first place? Well, I'm doing it. Yes, I'm doing it for myself to improve, but I'm also doing it to give my wife the best life she can have, my, my dog and my cat as well. Um, and, and yeah, it was this surreal moment of realization when I was lying on my staircase, kind of reflecting. They came and joined me and it was just kind of this surreal moment of, you know, I could be out in a, a wheelie bin with those those three elements dog cat wife not in that order and uh and and yeah i would at my level of happiness and fulfillment would not not waver at all uh, you know no matter we used to be driven by by cars i was very much i wanted a certain car wanted a certain house wanted a certain lifestyle but you know once i dug a bit deeper into that and really appreciate you know what i have where i've been and where i've come from um you know that's that's my way and that's uh yeah, that's something that I always just check into whenever I'm doubting, you know, why am I doing this? That's why. And, and you know, just keeps keeps you on the straight and narrow. 
Brilliant, Davey. Um, Rob, did you have some time to rejig things in your head? <laughs> I saw the panic. He was panic. Uh, it's, it's, it's because I, I, like, I've done it before. So obviously, we're coaching and things like that. You know, it comes up. It's a big part of like finding your purpose, your why, your legacy, whatever you want to kind of call it. The thing that's bigger than you. Um, it's more for me. It was just trying to work out how's I gonna how's I gonna word it because I know what David's like. He's, he's very good at putting putting sentences together. <laughs> So I think partly mine is um, as much as when I was younger, uh, all my family have been teachers. I always said, I'll never be a teacher. Don't like teaching. And it wasn't until that long ago when uh, my mum turned around to me once and went, you do know you've taught people all your life, whether it was tie boxing, whether it's personal training, whether it's sports therapy, you've been teaching, whether it's the coaching that you're doing now and things like that. Um, so a big part of like my, my sort of why is uh, a bit like yourself. I love reading. I love learning. But what I love even more is waffling on and telling people about the stuff that I've learned so big part of my thing is I, I, I believe that you can change pretty much everything about you your life whatever it is so in terms of the mental health stuff you know you're not your diagnosis and things and big part for me is it's teaching people that it's that you know yes medications are great medications can help you know that I'm you know I'm not against them they have this thing but there's so much you can do out there there's so much more knowledge that we're getting now with the science behind things that you can change things you just got to take that bit of action so a big part of my why is just teaching and wanting to pass this sort of stuff on and you asked earlier about what are personal goals for us as well as as the business goals and i know davey found this one out not too long about me is i've always wanted to have my um, a hobby farm so my own personal goal is i want a hobby farm and it's to do with so i can then give back basically to people so um i'd have it and then people with like you know special needs kids can come along people that sort of um from uh sort of deprived areas and stuff like that can come and learn they can help you know look after the animals all these sort of things again it's just that giving back so i think for me it is it's just that i just like to just teach people and help people is my thing yeah that's fantastic no that really is um we'll maybe get you over to set one up over here as well <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's, it. it's, it's something that's fantastic especially when you integrate that um with the kids and lasting memories and, and creating those special moments for them do you know what i mean and and kids can really engage with the likes of animals and things so no um it will come eventually uh, and you're working towards it so that's that's the main thing um so no fantastic thank you for clarifying your whys for me um i know i had put you on the spot there but what i want to find out now is just a little bit more about legacy partnership um some of the stuff that you're doing currently um, and some of the stuff that you plan to do and if you could just tell the listeners a little bit about what's available for them um if they are tuning in um you can tell them a little bit about your services um and why you feel that they're are vitally important to their progress yeah certainly so i mean so yeah the legacy partnership is a, a mindset men's mindset coaching company um and it's called legacy partnership for kind of two reasons so firstly the legacy part you know we want everyone we work with to create this kind of this this legacy this long-lasting kind of impact that you know that they're, they're going to really be remembered for almost and um you know the other side is the partnership it, it, it's very much a partnership so we our role in this isn't to tell you what to do tell you how to do it it's to work with you to achieve kind of goals that are very bespoke and holistic to you um, and that's how we kind of differentiate differentiate ourselves from 
other kind of organizations you know it's very kind of client-led and uh, you know very personal to that person in terms of kind of our, our services, essentially, we have um, a one-to-one kind of coaching model where we work with an individual for kind of a 12-week period. Um, you know, all of the support you can imagine, uh, phone calls, texts, emails, Zoom calls, um, resources, website access, Facebook groups, all that sort of thing is kind of included in that. And, and then as we kind of move through kind of the different services, we have things like the mastermind group, which is a group coaching setting. So it's a virtual thing where we work with um, anywhere from kind of 10 to 100 men at a time, uh, depending on who's kind of available and, you know, really support them with their own mindset challenges. But in this more kind of open forum setting where we kind of support each other, um, which is really nice. It's created kind of a, we call it a wolf pack, but it's a, a community setting essentially. Um, and then, yeah, that, that kind of last kind of bit is that we've, we've got this, this event, these events that we're now running, um, and, you know, we've got ambitions to kind of work more with, with corporate organizations. We were fortunate last year to kind of work with about 10 rather large, large organizations um, where we supported their, their employees with their mindset. Um, we delivered training across all four continents last year, if you can kind of believe that. We, we couldn't believe um, kind of that. But, you know, when you mentioned about kind of COVID and the lockdown, that only came about because of that. You know, we yeah. wouldn't be sitting here as international coaches if that if COVID hadn't happened. Um, so, you know, some some real positives for us. And uh, and Rob, yeah, have I, have I missed anything there, mate, that we offer? No, I think you pretty much now got the, well, hit the nail on the head. Um, obviously, like we said, we've got the event, which we, we launched yesterday um, for the end of this month. And then the plan is is we'll, we'll carry on doing these kind of uh, like day events or you know, it's a two-hour event um, throughout the year for the rest of the year and things. So it's kind of a new bit, but I think you pretty much pretty much mentioned all of it. I think, for, I think for us, it was what we didn't want to do was kind of cut anybody off in terms of access so you know from my my point of view when I was having mental health issues I, I didn't have money to access support so that's why we've kind of gone yes there are more expensive services but there is something for everybody there um, financially I guess yeah. and of course you know we try and put out as much free stuff on social media and I think we're going to try and develop YouTube a little bit as well so um, saying that just we have got our podcast as well we're about to go into season two of it and things we've got our own podcast the Become North podcast Um, and again like just from what Davey's saying it's just so then we can obviously that's a free thing so then that means you know the stuff that we teach other people and the courses and stuff like that you can still get access to like some of that knowledge and what we do with with people on that so we like David was saying we like to try and make sure there's something there for everyone that everyone can get hold of saying. No, that's brilliant. Um, so if I was to fire this question out to you is um, if there's anyone tuning into this podcast today, who's really struggling, going through a really difficult time and it's taken away quite a lot from what both of you have said from the podcast, what would be your advice to them? Um, you know, they're tuning in, they're listening, they're not sure what to do. They're not sure what help to get, you know, what advice would you have for them? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, two things that are, are cost cost free and are just able to do instantly. So the first one is that almost like a personal audit. So you know, what do you have right this second 
that you that's a positive that you can be grateful for is it family uh, is it a loved one is it an animal is it a roof over your head is it food is a warm warm a warm drink you know re- really break it down try and find an ounce of positivity that you can then move forward with so that would be the, the first one um the second part for me would be you know thinking about what what can you control in this situation you know if it's if you're feeling kind of mentally challenged around you know you're sad around your your weight for example can you start to walk for 10 minutes a day if you're um you know really struggling in your relationship could you talk to that person and just start to you know think about the things that that you can control and actually make an impact on because you know we we find that a lot of people you know aren't really self-aware in terms of you know what they have and when they reflect and go oh, bloody hell I'm in quite a good position actually and then the second part is that you know we we get frustrated and angry around the things that are out of our control so you know bring your attention back to the things that you can take practical action with now and you know then then that again that gives you a bit of a foundation to work from then I'll just add in this while I went Dave's go first to make sure because his one links quite nicely into my one. So my one is, um, I find it works really well with people, especially around that mental health sort of side of it, is adopting what we call a neutral mindset. So I don't know if you've heard of it. It's a really fam- a famous coach guy called Trevor Moad, and it's kind of his his concept, because especially with mental health and, and when we're kind of spiralling, we get, if you sit there and I've worked with someone who, who had anchored the word positive as a real negative thing. So if you sit there to go into someone, we've all had it. Oh, just be positive. Just be positive. Just be positive. It's quite tricky. You're going to tell them to do one at the end of the day. So the thing of the neutral mindset is pretty much as David was saying, you know, think about what can you control in the moment? Um, so rather than being positive, but we don't want to spiral into that negative, right, what can I do at this moment in time that's just going to keep me moving? So I'm just going to keep moving forward, moving forward. Don't know where it's going to lead. It could lead to a negative. It could lead to a positive. But more than likely, you'll do one thing and then you'll be able to lead it to the other, to another. So it could be um, if someone's struggling, say they've lost their job, it could be, okay, I've got a chance to rewrite my CV. I'll just do that for now. Well, I'm going to have a look online and look if there is another job. Oh, there is a job. Oh, I'll just apply for that. So you're just ticking on by. You're just trying to keep ticking on by and things. And what you'll find is normally it does lead into more of a positive sort of route, but it just stops you from sitting there and just spiraling and going down um, into, yeah, basically just going into a bad, bad place. Then other than that, all I'd say is on a personal note, because we're, we, you know, Dave and I, we, we pride ourselves on being very open and honest with people. And we're always here to, for people to reach out and talk to. So that'd be another one for me. Um, you know, if people want to reach out and have a chat, just reach out. We've done it throughout this, throughout last year, you know, got on Zoom calls with people and just had a chat with them and done a little bit of free bits of coaching just to see where, see if we can help at any point. Fantastic. Well, that's so. brilliant. Thank you both for sharing. And um, just to, I know we're coming on to 105 here. So uh, I, I know you're a busy boy, so uh, I'll not keep you back too long. But just if you wouldn't mind telling me a wee bit more about the event at the end of the month. Yeah, for sure. So our, our live virtual experience sounds exciting, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so basically, it's, a, it's a, the first ever Legacy Partnerships event uh, focused about around building resilience. And, you know, the, the thing that we wanted to really focus on was the, the practical take-home strategies people could literally 
finish the conference and practically apply a minute later. That was, you know, that that was what we wanted to really put together here. So we've got two hours where Rob and I are essentially going to work through different kind of um, challenges around resilience, but also how to overcome that. And, you know, the, the um, participants will get kind of... Um, a little pack almost so they can you know you get out before the workshop so you can go and work through it during the workshop um you know and, and really make it personal to you but it's two hours on facebook and the link rob i guess is in our uh, instagram account <laughs> yeah yeah so guys yeah so go on to obviously if you follow us on our facebook so um at legacy partnership it's across all sorts of social medias it's the links on the Instagram, but it will take you to the Facebook event because it is a Facebook live event. Um, sign up there. We'll then send you, obviously, closer to the event, there's an actual like, Zoom link because it will go through um, through sort of the external, through Zoom and things. So we'll send all that and the pack and all these things. But, yeah, so if you just go onto any of our socials, there's posts all on it. There's ads out there for it as well. Um, but, yeah, find us at, at Legacy Partnership on all socials and you'll be able to be taken straight to the event and things. And again, like I said, any questions, just reach out to us. We're here to sit and answer questions um, and make it obviously the best event that we can for you. Yeah, and, and this event is just, it's for those men who are looking to take control in 2021 of their life. You know, there's a lot of us probably have thought almost like, oh, I just need to get past COVID to then I'll start my life. But, you know, we, it's about that. Con what can you control here? Yeah, we can't control how long COVID's going to last. We might be locked down for who knows how long. Yeah. So it's really good to have those strategies that you can practically apply now because you know you don't want to wait. Let's let's take some action now. So yeah, that's the uh, the resilience masterclass. No, that's really exciting. Um, I might have to tune in myself. Yeah, um, for yeah sure. sure. But look, guys, thank you so much for taking the time out to join me on the Mind Podcast. And what a way to finish the series. Um, this is episode number eight. Um, it had been something that was a bit of a passion project to start off with. And it just started to build momentum for me. Um, and like I says, the key behind it was hopefully to impact uh, someone's life out there, tuning in, listening, to find out information, to share information, and to connect with new people, new like-minded people that are all on a journey of their own. The Mind Podcast, mental health in a new direction. Thanks for tuning in, guys.